Craig. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. We got to bring music. Yeah, there we go. We'll get there. We'll get there, Griffin. One of these days, we're going to get there. Uh, it is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program brought to you by Glory Days Grill. And I promise we will get to that. I have not had a chance to post the uh, Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios up yet on social media because I literally walked into this office at exactly 10 a.m. this morning at a dentist appointment. And I thought I was leaving at the appropriate time. The appointment was at 8. Thought it was safe. I've done this plenty of times. I, I like earlier, but you know this is what was offered. It was what was available. I'm, I'm trying out a new dentist. I had a bit of an issue with my last one. So I thought eight o'clock in Towson would be no problem whatsoever. And as we were, as I was shaking hands at at nine o five, I was like, "Well, this is great. I got plenty of time. Can get down to the studio, have some time to prepare, think out, really um, workshop further." Because sometimes I'll decide on a Would You Rather Wednesday scenario, and then I'll realize kind of quickly everybody's going to side one way or the other because of a certain way that something's worded. So I like to try to word it a way to make it way more fifty fifty. And then they said, all right, now you need you to come to this other room and do these 12 other things. I'm like, oh, to the point where I finally had to say, hey, I have somewhere I need to be at 10 o'clock. And they're like, oh, you're good. No worries. It was dicey. It was dicey. Ah, but I'm here. And um, I will get the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios brought to you by Glory Days Girl up in just a bit. A lot to do on the program today. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, we will make our trip to Bowie to chat with a member of the Bay Sox. This week, we're catching up with Joey Ortiz, of course, uh, one of the many. And now, I guess, I, I guess Joey just plays shortstop moving forward. I guess that's how that goes with uh, Gunnar Henderson and Jordan Westberg moving on to Norfolk. I assume that means that Joey Ortiz plays shortstop every day now for a little while. I, I guess we'll ask him that um, as he'll catch up with us. Later on in the program, we will meet for the first time uh, our opportunity to chat with Isaiah Likely, a fourth-round pick of the Baltimore Ravens. Tight end, space tight end out of Coastal Carolina. A lot of people think he's maybe a bit more like a wide receiver than he is a tight end. We'll discuss that with Isaiah Likely a little bit later on in the program. And it is a Wednesday, so Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com will check in with us as well. There, once again, a lot to talk about with uh, Drew as they are getting ready this week to play the first live golf event over in London. I know uh, my buddy Kevin Van Valkenburg has been over there covering it for ESPN. and uh, A lot of awkwardness. A lot of awkwardness. A lot of questions. Apparently today um, the, the latest news is that Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed officially, or not officially, at least I guess reportedly, are uh, also uh, jumping aboard, and they're going to play. And, you know, I, I don't know. The, Bryson DeChambeau is certainly as big a name as there's been in recent years in professional golf. I mean, again, it, nobody's Tiger Woods, but Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau might well be the two most significant names besides Tiger Woods in all of golf. You know, I get it. Rory's still in that conversation, but... You know, it's been a while for Rory, so a lot going on, a lot going on. We will um, we'll chat about it with Drew here in a little bit. So all that coming up on the program today. Today's show is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. 
61 self-service kiosks in the FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you want to be there tonight for Game 3 of the NBA Finals, they got room for you. But you heard from their GM, Leon Twyman, yesterday. As soon as you get to 9 o'clock, the place starts jumping. As soon as you get the game time, turns into a mob scene. So if you want to guarantee, you want to reserve and guarantee your spot, make sure you email events at sportssocialmd.com. Events at sportssocialmd.com. And then say, hey, I got a group of, of six. We were hoping to get a table. Or I got a group of four. We wanted some reclining chairs. Do you have room for us? And instead of running the risk of getting there tonight and finding out it is standing room only, or you got to sit out by the poker tables and hope that maybe one of them isn't being used or something like that, you can guarantee reserve your spot to come watch Game 3 tonight or Game 4 on Friday night of the NBA Finals. They will also be showing UFC 275 on Saturday night. So if you want to be where the action is, you want to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, reserve your spot events at sportssocialmd.com. Pleasant evening last night at the ballpark. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to make of it. People were worried about that wall? Yeah, that's a great point, Griffin. I, you know, I've, I've said all along, I never cared they moved the wall back. I just care they still, it's embarrassing. Left center field is still embarrassing. It's Bush League. It, 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 that, that is not what a professional Major League Baseball stadium should look like, and they should fix it at some point. But I never cared that they were moving the wall back. In fact, I got it. I understood. I didn't love it, and I, in fact, the argument, I'm trying to remember who was it made it. God, I can't remember now. Somebody made, the first person that made the argument to me of, I don't like taking away the possibility of home run robberies because they're an exciting play. It's something that I hadn't thought about at all, and I do give credence to. Like the distance of the wall does not hurt to me as much as the height of the wall, which takes away a potentially exciting play from the game of baseball. I, I don't like that. I don't like the idea that one of the things that we all enjoy the most and we remember the most and we talk about for the longest isn't there. But yes, clearly it does not affect Austin Hayes when he's going to the upper deck. And I know you guys were killing Garceau last night. I know it was a tough night for Garceau, man. I know. I, and I last year I was the guy that was like, "Hey, let's cut the guy some slack." I, I might have to, I might have to take that back at some point. It's just, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. It is. Um, I love Scott Garceau, man. He is a absolutely a dean of Baltimore sports, and he's Mo Gabba's friend. And Scott matters. I mean, he matters in this community. He's one of the nicest humans you'll ever come across. But obviously, it is. It's getting tough. And it, it was funny listening to Bruce Cunningham talk about why it was that he stepped away as uh, Ravens PA announcer. He was like, I just started making enough mistakes that I said, I don't want this to be the way that people view me anymore. I don't want people to think of me as the guy that's screwing up. I lost some heat on my fastball. And so it was time. I could still do it, but it was time. I didn't want to be that guy. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And we're veering into that territory I mean, I guess we've been in that territory for a while now with Scott Garso. I just haven't kind of wanted to address it. But boy, it was uh, it was a tough night. It was a it was a, it was a tough night for Scott. I still love Scott, and I you know I I think he has earned the right to make his own decision about when he wants to do these types of things. But geez, 
I, it's, it's rough. It's rough. I understand. Um, and by the way, it's, it's still a hard job. I want to make that abundantly clear. Those of you that have never done it, that just believe it's a very easy job, it is not a very easy job. There's a lot going on. Um, and there are times we all make mistakes, all of us. I mean, I've identified wrong goal scorers in soccer matches. I've, you know, like these things have happened. Everybody makes mistakes. It's just sort of the preponderance that ends up becoming a problem. I don't want to harp on Scott Garceau any longer. I'm sorry. I, I love Scott. I really genuinely love Scott. Um, Austin Hayes goes to the upper deck. That's cool. Bunch of home runs last night. Fun night. Fun night to be at the ballpark. Well, I mean, other than all of the rain, it was a fun night to be at the ballpark. Does it mean anything? Not really. But it was a fun night to be at the ballpark. We got that going for us, which is nice. Ravens get back on the field, the practice field today. I would presume that Lamar Jackson is not there and won't be there. The media will be able to watch practice, I believe, starting at noon. So we'll find out who's there and who isn't there. But if Lamar Jackson was there, there is no doubt in my mind the Ravens would have sent out a tweet yesterday with pictures and video of Lamar Jackson running out to the practice field so that everyone might be excited. Um, the fact that they didn't do that either sets up that they like want some big dramatic reveal today, which I don't think is the case, but far more likely is their way of saying, hey, look, he's not here. And as I said in my column, as I said all along, do not care. You cannot get me to care. You can't. No matter how much you're pretending you care, you can't get me to care. We'll talk about that next week. That's when we'll talk about it. If Lamar's not there for mandatory camp, there's a problem, a real problem, that might threaten training camp. It might threaten a lot of things. I don't know. But it becomes a legitimate problem at that point. And it demolishes the narrative that has existed related to Lamar Jackson and his contract situation. If this is about Lamar, then there's no reason for him to not be at mandatory camp. If it's about the Ravens, then there would be. So next week matters. This week doesn't. The word is voluntary. Losing your minds about voluntary OTAs is just loudly shouting for the world to hear, I'm bored. I've got nothing else going on. My vacation isn't for another few weeks. I got nothing else. Settle down. Settle down. Basketball game tonight. Softball World Series has been great. I encourage you to watch it. Hockey's been pretty good. No hockey tonight because the Western Conference Finals wrapped up already, but the hockey's largely been pretty good. Calm down. We'll find out uh, who's there definitively in a couple hours when reporters are able to get out and watch practice, but I'm just assuming that none of them are Lamar Jackson. And I guess we got to talk about the DK Metcalf thing. That continues to sort of percolate. It continues to kind of be out there. Not any sort of connection to the Baltimore Ravens. Just that 
there's a DK Metcalf issue related to the Seattle Seahawks. You don't think the Ravens are calling uh, Seattle? Well, I have no, I don't, I have no clue. We have, there's been no connection made between DK Metcalf and the Baltimore Ravens. I, we can have opinions. I think a lot of us think that the Ravens should call about DK Metcalf, but that's just an opinion. It's, you know, it's it's without value. It's who cares what your opinion is. I got a lot of opinions. Oh boy, would I love to give you a lot of my opinions. I got opinions about Dennis. I got opinions about bananas. I got opinions about. Um, oh, I got plenty of opinions about how they ended Shorzy. I got plenty of opinions. I got opinions about the fact I didn't realize they were doing the bit with the boys where they didn't put all the episodes out at the same time. I didn't realize that. I'm pretty pissed off about it, Amazon. I only got three episodes. I got through the third one. I'm all juiced up, ready to go. Nothing. I got to wait another, what, a week? Is it a web episode a week? I don't even know what the rules are. What are the rules? I got plenty of opinions. I don't know. I don't know what the cost would be on DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is not at mandatory minicamp for the Seattle Seahawks. His absence is reportedly unexcused. So I guess he did not have a dentist appointment to go to. The day of the, the, when the Ravens won their first Super Bowl, a lot of us from Perry Hall High School that were seniors at the time decided to uh, to take the next day and go to the parade. And our parents were all too happy to write us notes to say that we were sick or whatever lie our parents are willing to tell. I'm pretty sure my, my mother didn't even bother doing that. She just wrote something like, my son Glenn Clark was not at school yesterday and I approved it or something like that. Like she just Because it wasn't in my mother's DNA to lie. So she just said, you know, it's on me. And um, a lot of us were sharing pictures of our time at the Ravens parade. And uh, this a-hole teacher that I had for, like, music theory, this guy sucked. Um, he saw us sharing pictures, and he was like, well, that's it. You all get an unexcused absence. And I literally, because I was friends with the vice principal, I, I, just, I picked up the phone in his classroom, and I called Mr. DeShazo, our vice principal, and I said, yo, Mr. DeShazo, can you deal with this guy? <laughs> and I got my vice principal to like ream out this crap teacher. It was the happiest I've ever been in my life because he tried to say that I had an unexcused absence. Uh, the hell I did, my mother wrote a note. Irrelevant. She gets to make that decision. I don't know how it works these days in schools. Moral of the story, of course, being DK, uh, DK Metcalf's mother apparently did not write said note to Pete Carroll to excuse his absence from Seahawks mandatory minicamp. I don't know. I know a lot of people think DK Metcalf is not the complete player that you would necessarily want to be paying a boatload of money to at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, some of the things we saw initially when he came out of the league, he has not been able to back those things up. He certainly didn't do that last season, but he's a freakish athlete. We know that much. He's a he's a hell of a talent. I'd be interested. I'd be interested. I also know the Ravens don't have anything at wide receiver, so I'd be interested. But I get it. There's a limit to that. And my guess is the Ravens aren't going to meet what it is the Seahawks would be looking for and what DK Metcalf would be looking for in order to agree to a deal. Just my guess as to how that would play out. I think we've covered the sort of uh, appetizer platter of what's going on. 
I know we don't normally take breaks this early, but we're going to because I want to get the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios up. Joey Ortiz is going to join us. Drew Forrester is going to join us. We've got a lot to do here in this first hour of the program. It is a Would You Rather Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Are you ready, soccer fans? This summer, the English Premier League returns to Baltimore. Arsenal, Everton, square off in the Charm City match. July 16th, under the lights at M&T Bank Stadium, home of the Baltimore Ravens. This is your only opportunity to take in a Premier League match this summer in the Mid-Atlantic region. Individual and group tickets are on sale at BaltimoreRavens.com. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. Press Box is available for free at over 500 areas locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com that first sip that first bite Mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, be more. The Orioles 2022 Birdland Summer Music Series presented by Miller Lite kicks off Friday, June 17th with Flo Rider. After the O's take on the Tampa Bay Rays, stay for the post-game concert and watch Flo Rider perform live from the infield. The concert is free to all fans who attend the game with the option to add special on-field access. With hit singles like My House and his latest single, Wait, what better way to watch Flo Rida perform live at Camden Yards on June 17th? Buy tickets now at Orioles.com slash music. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook Assistant GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Thursday, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with our popular Korean number two sauce, and take a bite out of the crunch burger topped with home run sauce, white American cheese, and house made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jack. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. 
You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. It's time for us to make our weekly trip to Bowie to chat with a member of the Bay Sox this week. It's been a little while since we've caught up with uh, shortstop Joey Ortiz, who's with us now here on GCR. Joey, it's Glenn and Griffin. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, dude. All right, so so how does this work now with, with Gunner and Jordan gone? Do you just are you the shortstop now? Like do you get to settle in at the next cup for the next couple of weeks and just be the guy playing short? Um I'm not really sure. I mean that's really the, the head coach's job to decide where I play. Like I said, uh at the beginning of the year I can play anywhere and I don't have a problem playing anywhere, so um yeah, I just want to. I just want to be that tool that uh, KMO can have that can play anywhere. But I, I would assume that I'd be playing short. I would think that's. I mean, I was working under the assumption. I just kind of figured that was the way it was going to go. I, I know you've played a lot of second base in particular, and as well as short. And I get it. I, everything you're saying that's that's your ticket, right? The beginning to the big leagues is showing. Hey, I can play a bunch of different positions. But take me through what the differences are. What have you learned? playing a lot at second a little bit at some other spots this season um it's definitely different i mean with all the shifts going on now and everything new to learn it's definitely different to uh to play each position but it was definitely easier when we had a solid rotation going um with gunner and jordan i feel like we all figured out how to play with each other well and uh, eventually it got easier to learn each position and uh, um yeah, it's just just the shifts and stuff that would kind of be the biggest difficulty to learn. But after that, everything's easy. Back to baseball. Right. You know, it's still it's still fielding the ball, throwing the ball, the whole thing, right? <laughs> like you still exactly you still you still know you've been doing it your entire life. You kind of know what it is that you're doing. Um, do you? Yeah, exactly. Do you find yourself again? I know knowing the answer is whatever they ask me to do. But do you find yourself rooting for more opportunities, knowing, hey, like versatility really could be your ticket to getting to the bigs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm always open to play different positions, to play anywhere. I mean, as long as I see my name in the lineup, I can play anywhere. And that's really the main focus, just making sure that I'm able to get my name in the lineup every day and just be ready to play anywhere. He is Joey Ortiz, the Bowie Bay Sox. He's with us here on GCR. Um, Joey, I know it was uh, at at the plate. I know not exactly the start that you were looking for this season. Um, can you take me through maybe, it, it, did you feel like you were pressing something along those lines? Like what have you, what have you taken from kind of a slower offensive start than I'm sure you were looking for this season? Uh, I mean, it's just a part of baseball. I know, Slumps are going to happen. I know just slow starts are going to happen, and it's a very long season. And I kind of just try and keep my head up and try and keep working hard because eventually it's going to start. Um, it's going to start working out, and I see it now. I mean, I see the the changes that I've made start to pay off a little bit. So I just got to keep my head down and keep working. Are you the superstitious type? Uh, no, I'm not. Not at all. So there's there's nothing not that like if you go oh you know like oh for five one night you're not gonna purposely do something different or anything like that the next day. Um, 
No, I usually try not to. Uh, I might shave my face a little bit or okay. <laughs> change, change a bat, but uh, I try not to be too... Okay, so this th- I do believe that qualifies as a little stitious, right? Like, there's, there's yeah, something yeah, there. Yeah, there's a little something there, but not too much. Okay, I mean, right, you're not crazy about it. It's not It's not like you're not going to change your underwear for a week or something like that. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. You're not a psychopath, but there's a little bit of something to that. Um, do, do you find yourself, is it difficult not to press when, you're, when you go through, a t- as you say, hey, look, it's part of baseball. Everybody has a month where they don't hit the way that they want to, a week or something like that. Is it tough? Is there something, you know, human about wanting to go up there and almost swing for like a month's worth of hits in one at bat or something like that when you're going, is it, is it tough to get yourself to not press and to literally just keep doing everything the exact same way? Uh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm human and I, of course I want to play well. This is my job. And when you're not doing as well as you would like or as well as you would hope that uh, it's definitely easy to start pressing and try and, hit a home run every at bat or try and get a hit every at bat but I'm definitely learning now it it starts with having good at bats first before the hits come and before the the doubles the triples the homers come it's definitely going up to the plate and making sure you have a quality at bat before you try and get all the hits to fall in one at bat you know it's just it takes it it takes time it's a lot of process oriented stuff and kind of just keeping your nose down, making sure they're working hard and getting the work in. Is it weird now? Like, I I guess take me through what the competition was like. When, when Gunner and Jordan were there, like, there's been a lot made about sort of like the friendly competition that you guys kind of had. I've talked to those guys about it a good bit. Um, that, you know, you're all, I think everybody wants to be, it's sort of like a cowboy thing. Everybody wants to be a shortstop, right? But, um, you know, you're all doing the same thing. How much did that do for you to have kind of those guys who are similar and they're there with you every day and 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 while you know there's there's you certainly like each other and you're friends there is an amount of competition with each other what was that like while those guys were down there uh, it's good i mean I, I think competition is good you just push each other to get better and i was able to watch what jordan and gunner were doing down here i mean they were playing extremely well which is why they got moved and I was able to watch what they were doing, kind of implement some stuff into my game, and I, I think it just helps helps us all get better together. I think there's no doubt about that. I think it's incredibly good. Does it, does, is it almost weird, like when you walk into the locker room now, you're sort of like, hey, what? where are my guys? Where the hell did they go? Like, does it take a second to get used to that? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but, I mean, we just keep moving forward. Uh, uh, I'm planning on going to see them soon as soon as they get going. So That's cool. That, that's the plan. That's cool, man. That's cool. Joey Ortiz is with us here on GCR. The Bowie Bay Sox are back home next week uh, to host the Binghamton Rumble Pony starting on Tuesday night. Events next week include a meet and greet with former Oriole Larry Bigby. Wolf Wednesday at the ballpark on Wednesday night. Fireworks next weekend. Mother-son night out. You can find out more about all of these events. Get your tickets by going to baysox.com. Joey, are you a dog guy? Do you either, either uh, you know, like back home maybe, do you have a, a dog? Uh, I don't have a dog, but I am a dog guy. Okay. When, so do you have like a, a dog growing up? Um, I actually never had a dog. Really? I, where I, yeah, where I lived, my family wasn't allowed to have dogs. So um, 
Yeah, I never really had one, but I've always wanted one. So hopefully in the future here soon. Like when you get to the, I, I get it. It's tough when you're in the minors, right? Because you're you're moving around a lot. You don't know where you're gonna be. It's almost impossible to have a dog, um, given the circumstance of travel. But like maybe when you get to the bigs, we could change that. Like maybe that would be the moment that it's time for you to get a dog in, in your life. Yeah, hopefully, if God blesses me to be able to get to the big, then I'll probably have a few dogs, honestly. The entire organization, you've now been in this for a few years, right? And you knew what you were stepping into. Does the excitement trickle down? Like, you know, what's what's been going on? How things have kind of turned? We see Adley getting to the big leagues. We know Grayson was going to be there. That's a bummer. Um but does that stuff trickle down? Do you guys feel that amount of excitement about what's coming in the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, of course. As soon as we see like guys that got drafted in my draft class, of course, like Adley get the call up and go to the bigs, which was, he was well-deserving of, um, it definitely trickles down. You get excited because um, I've always had the, the idea and thought that I could play in the big league, so... It's it's definitely an exciting feeling to see, you know, my my friends get called up and play in the big, and hopefully, you know, one day, God willing, that I stay healthy and play well and get the same call up. I mean, I think that's always been the thought that that there is that real chance of you getting there. Uh, what else is going on in your world, man? Like, give me a Mondays. What do Mondays look like for Joey Ortiz when you guys get a day? I know there's been a lot going on. Like, everybody's making these like Star Wars. Uh, I don't even know 3D puzzles or something like that. They're building. I don't even know what you call them. Are you what? What are you? How are you spending your Mondays these days? Um, usually on Mondays, I like to sleep in, of course, you know, with all the games we've got going on, um, definitely nice to get some good recovery time. Um, and then usually on Mondays, it's a travel day or we're traveling home or we're traveling away. So, um, I do a lot of my packing and a lot of my cleaning, uh, cleaning the room on Monday. What do you do uh, for, what do you do for fun day. though? Like, give me, there's gotta be something you do for fun, right? Uh, I play the PS5 a little bit. Okay, what do you play? Video games, the show. Yeah, I play the show for a little bit. Okay, um, this is this is who do you Fortnite? When, when when you're playing the show, who are you playing as? I just play whatever. I have my own uh, created team for okay. Dynasty, so, did did yeah. did you create Joey Ortiz? I have not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was actually I was dying to know if like you created exactly what you expect to be as a major league baseball. Player, which would be which would be yeah. kind of which would be kind of wild. Um, so you, yeah, you created your own team. How do you like? Do you just play a game and it's like fun to play a game, and it, or are you the type that's like been invested in it now and you're like six years into franchise mode or something like that? I mean, I I actually haven't played video games too long, so this is okay. Maybe my my first real year of playing the actual game, like getting into it. But I am getting into it now because once I get going, I'm definitely a competitor. So I'd like to have the, the best team possible when I play someone. Do you do you think that these skills could translate to one day you making a hell of a general manager in baseball? Maybe. maybe <laughs> I could maybe make a, a great GM in little league baseball, but I don't know about I don't know about the big leagues. 
It might be a bit much. You might be asking for a bit too much to make that jump at this yeah. point. You got time. You got a yeah. lot of time before you have to worry about that. Um, so you say you just started. Have you had yet your first like marathon Fortnite session where you started playing and oh my god, six hours later you realize you're still playing somehow? Uh, no, I, I like to limit. Myself All right, to that's about good. An hour, maybe two hours. That's probably. I don't want to waste too much time on there. It's seri- that's the that's the healthiest thing you can do, but boy, does it creep up on you. Boy, do you suddenly realize, like, I had nowhere to be, and I have been playing this game for half of the day. <laughs> what the hell yeah, happened? Yeah, exactly. The time flies when you're having fun. It's something Those like video that. games are fun, for sure. All right. Joey Ortiz, um, are, I, I, you, am I correct? Are you on social media? Like, are you on Twitter that people, that Orioles fans can follow you? Um, I'm not on Twitter. I actually just made a an Instagram. Okay. Um, that I've been on for a little while. Where can people give you a follow? Do you know the handle off the top of your head? Um, should be should be Head Hunjo. H E A D H U N J O E. J O E. Oh, there you are. Exactly right. Head Hunjo. Um, yes. Literally, you really did just create it. All of three pictures at the moment. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You got to start somewhere. New. Yeah, brand new. You got to start exactly. somewhere. Uh, give Joey a follow on Instagram at Head Hunjo H U N J O E. Is there? I mean, like, I, I, I'm, I know you're Joe, but like, walk me through what Head Hunjo is. Uh, so one of my buddies in college, actually, um, I think there's a rapper whose nickname is Head Huncho. Okay. And so uh, he just. Well, yeah. Well, my buddy in college actually just kind of gave me that nickname you know head hunt joe it kind of makes sense so kind of just stuck with me i like it till now i like it i'm in on it i i dig it all right very good give him a follow there hey joey ortiz man really appreciate you take the time for us this morning um may may the hits uh, be falling and may the next uh, few months be both uh, healthy and successful for you thank you for taking the time let's do it again soon all right yeah absolutely thank you very much god bless you guys Joey Ortiz, the Bowie Bay Sox, Orioles infield prospect, uh, perhaps get an opportunity maybe to settle in a bit at shortstop. We will see over the next couple of weeks now with um, Gunnar Henderson and Jordan Westberg moving on to AAA Norfolk. Appreciate him taking the time for us. Um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get to Drew here because Drew's got to be wrapped up by 11 today, so we'll not going to take a break here. We'll move that to after we chat with Drew Forrester. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Still to come this morning, we will catch up. Our first opportunity to chat with New Ravens tight end Isaiah Likely, fourth-round pick out of Coastal Carolina. That's coming up a bit later on this morning. Griffin, can you give me that sheet back? Thank you, sir. Right now, just as important, let's welcome in the host of Fairways and Greens, Sundays on 105.7 The Fan, DrewsMorningDish.com. He's our buddy Drew Forrest. Journey's with us now here on GCR. What's going on, pal? How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, where, what are you, driving? Where are you, where are you headed? Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm going to be pulling over soon. I'm just getting out of the meeting where, I know, I guess you heard, but I'm, my golf show is now 12 to 4. Oh, that's weird. On Sunday. That's very strange. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, huh. 
Well, upped, it to, upped it to four hours. Oh, God. The, the people certainly demanded that. They definitely <laughs> demanded more of a breakdown of the, the amateur sectional or whatever the hell it Well, is. They, they, they apparently weren't getting good results from the show well, after that, that That might be true. That part. <laughs> you see, you got two different things going on there. That part, I believe. I definitely think I spent 30 minutes on Sunday talking about butt sweat. So them firing me, that would make all the sense in the world. It's the other yeah. part. It's the part where they extend you for three more hours. I'm not sure I'm, I'm willing to believe that. That well, might be a bridge but too for far. The first time, but for the first time in forever, there's actually golf stuff to talk about. Yeah, right? That's the funny part. That is the funny That's part. Right. Is there's, uh, uh, these, these are not wasted conversations. So everybody is sending a thank you card to Greg Norman. All the media outlets, they're all right. sending thank you cards to Greg Norman. So DeChambeau and Reed are joining up as well. And like DeChambeau, this is the to me, I get it. You and I talked last week and you said, Hey, look, all these guys really do kind of make sense. And I know you're gonna explain why DeChambeau makes sense too. But DeChambeau's a really big deal. Like people came out, if they love him or hate him. People came out to watch that dude play golf. Um, you know, we, a lot of people went to caves to boo the guy for four days, but they went. They they cared. It mattered that he was there. That that's a. I don't think that you can minimize that. That's a really big deal, right? It's, yeah, it's the biggest get they. It's it's the biggest get they could get, uh, other than Rory, and arguably other than Spieth just because of the cachet he brings. But I would say DeChambeau, and obviously I'm not counting Tiger because Tiger's not playing. Right. But the biggest guy they could probably get is DeChambeau, for sure. I mean, I think the most interesting thing about this whole, especially this week, with all of these names and, and even Reed today, which kind of surprises me a little bit because he's almost in no real way a drawing card, right? But you know, he he is an American name. He's no longer a top ten guy, but he's a top twenty five guy. But what the interesting thing is, if they were going to play in any of these events, the first one would be the one to play in because that's the one that's overseas. That's the one that legally they have a precedent that says. The tour has never denied a, an in-season release to a player who wanted to compete in an international overseas event. Right. They've never denied that. So, to that end, you, you would expect, oh, they'll go play in the one in London. They'll get fined hundred grand or whatever. But they're not going to play in the one in, in Portland, Portland in three weeks. That totally gives the tour the right to say... Now you, now you guys can't leave. Right. Now, you know, like from the Bronx yep, Tale, yep. like you, we, we let you play the first time, and then you shook a beer up and sprayed it on us. Now you can't leave. Yep. And so that that's the one that surprises me. I, I'm I'm really surprised that they would play this event in Portland in a couple of weeks, sort of knowing full good and well this is the one that's going to light Jay Monahan's hair on fire. So the other one, the other ones, you could argue and probably make a pretty strong legal case that look, you've never denied anyone. You let all those guys go over to Saudi right. Arabia at the end of January. This right. 
this is the same thing. Well, but now when they come to the U.S. and they play, it's definitely not the same thing. Because now you're skipping the John Deere, which, albeit not a huge tournament in terms of marquee value, it's a staple event on the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. It's been in that community for 50 years. It's one of the longest standing, maybe the longest standing event other than Riviera. And that's that's what's weird to me. And and I would say that the subplot to all of this is, I really think the fact that the USGA came out and said, you guys can all play in the U.S. Open next week, is what's opening the floodgates. So let's let's cover a couple of things, right? The, the first thing being, and I, I actually, I can't believe I did this. I watched the interview with the guy from the USGA that Damon Hack did. And oh right. What I couldn't what I couldn't parse from that is whether they were saying, but look, this is going to change in the future. I couldn't like he left it open ended. They were like, hey, could the qualification process change? Like, could they purposely say, but we're not going to count the Live Golf Tour in qualifying for the U.S. Open next year? Like, it, that's the part well, that I couldn't figure out is that they were saying, look, we're not gonna. It's too late for us to, to do anything now. It would come off as punitive. Right. But next right. year, give me and you can explain more about what the qualification process works, but I presume it's a certain number of players' performance on the PGA Tour get in, and they're saying that the qualification is going to be the same. If you're not on the PGA Tour, you better have won the U.S. Open in the past or else you're not going to get in. There's not a live golf tour qualification for you to get here. You're going to have to go... To, to one of these Monday events and qualify your way in. All right. So there's a lot of tentacles to this. The, the first one being the, the formula to get in is extensive but pretty simple. You have, to have, you have to have a certain world golf ranking at a couple of different times during the year. Mm-hmm. So, like, last week was one of those times. Last Sunday night, two guys got in. Names escaped me. Aaron Wise was one of them. Um, two Americans got in because they crept inside the top 50. And then one of the other dates was like at the end of February. So you can get in via the World Golf Rankings. You can get in by winning an event on the PGA Tour. No other tour will they give an exemption other than the PGA Tour. Right. And, and then you can get in via the qualifying, ra- the qualifying route. What I think is going to happen, so what... What Kevin Nas sniffed out and what all of their legal people sniffed out was before they suspend you, you should quit. Mm-hmm. That's, no, that's first and foremost. You need to resign. Now they can't suspend you. And because they can't suspend you, then, you're not on any kind of list right. that, would, that would predicate that you're not allowed to play. Okay. That's number one. Now, here's the drawback to all of this. These events that they're playing on this live circuit, as of today, do not garner them any world ranking well, how, points how because they? they're 54 holes. And aren't they team events? Like, uh, this is the goofiest... No, it's, it's, no, it's an individual tournament, as well as a team event. So they are playing 54 holes of individual right. golf, but the world golf rankings only re- only stipulate that the tournament has to be played at 72 holes or... Because of weather or some right. other natural disaster, it gets shortened. Right. But they will not give world golf ranking points to this field this week in London because it doesn't have fifty-four. Uh, it doesn't have seventy-two holes. So 
it's, it would take a while for that cycle to complete, and a guy like Reed is a good example. Mm-hmm. He won the Masters in 2018. He He's exempt into the U.S. Open, I think, for 10 years. Because of the Masters, right. Well, that's not even a good example, because he won the Masters. So, but yeah, he, no, he's exempt in the U.S. Open, I think, for 10 years. I'm trying to think of who right now that's won the U.S. Open recently has to go through the qualifying process, and and I don't, uh, and the names are escaping me, but Reed is a guy that it could all dry up for him in a few years if he doesn't get into enough events of 72 holes where he gets points. So that's first and foremost. That's why this thing could potentially does, does hinder the, them. How long does does winning the Open itself? Because it's not like the Masters. Like DeChambeau can't play forever because he won a U.S. No. Open. No, he but, can't. But I, how? And I, I also don't know the answer to that, but I think it's ten years. Okay, all right. That's why I was saying just now, like the one name that jumps out to me um, would be like Lucas Glover. Is he still exempt into the U.S. Open because he won in '09? And and I don't think he is. Okay. Now, he may be exempt because of other things. Right. But not because he won. Now, but here's this, here's what I believe will happen. It, by the I way, it is 10 years. Okay. It's winners of the U.S. Open for the last 10 okay. years. So there you go. So, so Reed eventually will dry up his master's exemption, will dry him up, providing he doesn't do something else, right? Right. So here's what I think they're going to wind up doing. I think that in, they're going to... They're going to wait to see what the RNA does for sure. And and the RNA has as much interest in this as the USGA because the RNA, based on the fact that it's largely been looked at as a European sort of circuit, the RNA will look at the British Open very carefully next month. I also think, though, they'll wind up doing the same thing the USGA did. They'll say, well, we already have a process in place. And we're and we're not going to cancel it. You know, we're not going to we're not going to get we're not going to change in midstream. That's what I think they'll say. Now, what I think the the USGA is eventually going to do, I mean, the PGA is going to do is they are going to create an ineligible list. That's what I think they'll do. Okay, they'll create an an, an ineligible list, and it will contain the names, coincidentally, of course. Of all of these guys. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, due to their violation of our bylaws, we are making them ineligible, which removes the word suspended. They can make anyone ineligible they want. If you pee behind a tree at one of the tournaments, they can send you a letter and say, you can't come anymore. Well, that's why you haven't been able so, to go for years. Yeah, yeah correct. Right. right. So they'll make you ineligible. And then their next step will be they will go to the USGA the people that run the Masters, the PGA, and the RNA, and they'll say, we are asking you right. to follow our ineligible list. And uh, anyone that can't, anyone that's on our list, we're asking you to not let them play in your And event. And how will that that's go? What I like, think what, what's that relationship? Well, you, know where, you know where it's going to go. I don't. Well, okay, yeah, but I'm saying the, even the first ask, like when they go to Augusta, who does oh. not care what anybody thinks about anything, will will the people at Augusta say, yeah, we, we, we're we with you, we don't like this either, so we're happy to block your guys, or will they say, 
you know, we kind of like the idea of people watching the tournament. We'd rather Bryson DeChambeau play. I would say of all of the governing bodies that the Masters would be the one that might comply. Okay. That, that's... But is, and is that but is that simply because the other two tournaments are literally called open, and it kind of defies the the concept of the word open if you don't if you block players from playing? Yes, and it also is a little bit of a nod to the fact that those people in Augusta will just do whatever they want to do, right? Right. And if you get and if you get their ear at the right time. And they do have a great relationship with the PGA Tour. If you get their ear at the right time, they're the most liable to say, yeah, those rat things can't come and play here. Mm-hmm. The other ones, I don't, I don't think, I, I really don't think that they're going to not allow these guys to play in, in majors. And to me, that is really, the, look, here's the story. At the end of the day, these guys, re, the, the top, I don't know how many, the top 40 players in in the world couldn't care less about these these the PGA Tour schedule. Right. They just want to play in the majors. Right. And they want to play in the, the players. Big yeah, the WGC. And they want to right. play it. Yeah, and they want to play it at Bay Hill if they can get if right. their if their schedule allows. And they and they like to play Jack's event. But the reality is, Dustin Johnson wants to play in ten tournaments a year. I get it. Right. Max. Right. The four majors. The players, three other events, and then two events that his sponsor says, "Dude, you got to play there." And and that's all he really wants to play in. You think he wants to fly out of here to and fight traffic in D.C. and play at TPC Avenue? No, of course he, not. Right, I get it. Less. Right, I get right. it. So so this this concept that these people have come up with directly, you know, it makes it gets their blood going right away. DJ says, "This is pretty cool. I only have to play eight events." Right. I play 54 holes. Um, yeah, I got to play them all. I can't really pick and choose. But I, I know going in, here are the eight events I got to play in, and I get to still play in the four majors, and they're giving me $125 million, and it's 54 holes, and I don't have to fart around for well, the, Will they be able to play? The, there's no chance they'll be able to play the PGA Championship, right? Well, I mean... It's the PGA of America that I, runs it. Now, I hear you. Of I just all, of all of the circuits that are close, the PGA Tour and the PGA right. of America are the closest to. Right. I gotta. That's I. Sure. That's the one that's like it, 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 you're just sort of accepting that you can't. And by the way, it's the fourth of the four, right? So like you'll live if that's the one you got to give. I just can't fathom that that happens. That these guys right. are able to play the PGA. Well, I tell you, man, it's it's a really and, and right, and to your point, court might decide some of that too, right? Like, you know, court might decide some of that. Ultimately, oh, it's going to court. Yeah, there's no doubt that it's going to court. And then there is still the other side of it, which is at some point, does the outrage die down, right? Like, that's the part that, like, at some point, did everybody get all of it out of them? And I know that's what they're counting on. What they're counting on is let's just get through it. Let's just get through everybody being mad. And it's like everybody, everything else in society. We never actually solve problems. People are just really mad for a couple of weeks. And then they have something else to be mad about for a little while. Are they just counting on the idea? And maybe it's why DeChambeau doesn't go this week. I avoid, you know, having to have Van Valk. But by, within three weeks, Van Valkenburg's not going to be there in Portland, right? Like, the people stop caring. It's just a dumb 
you know, second-rate golf tournament at that point, right? Like, nobody shows up for the John Deere. So are they just counting on the idea that the outrage is going to die down within three weeks and they'll be – whatever this becomes after that is what it is, but it's no longer about, you know, a bloodshed and, and murder and you taking blood money. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do think that – I do think it makes sense that over time it, it probably will die down, but I also think – it will always be looked at by a certain segment of the golfing world, and I'm probably in that segment, and I don't know if that's 5% or 75%. I have no way. Like, I have zero interest in watching this. Right. I won't watch it. I'm kind of offended by it. And, sure. But, I, again, I may very well be in the minority, Like, I, and maybe I'm not. I, I mean, there's a lot of – it's very, very polarizing. Um but it, I'm trying to come up with a way, I guess here locally the bias would be Lamar, that if there was a new league tomorrow and Lamar went and played in that league, I I, I just don't know that we would watch it. I don't think we care. Well, I mean, if, for the Ravens, well, yeah, we don't I'm, care. I, I, it's not true. We, if Lamar Jackson went and played in the what the stupid USFL, we'd watch because of the curiosity, but we wouldn't watch every week. I don't think so. Oh no, we'd we'd watch for sure the first time. The first time we'd absolutely Lamar Jackson playing and doing something like that, we'd watch one time, and then when everything else about it was no good, and when we realized we don't care about the team because it doesn't say Baltimore, the next week we'd stop caring. Like we'd watch once, and then we'd say we're good. I mean, we we watched it one time. There's nothing else to see here. Okay. Uh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But um, this is just an incredibly polarizing um, topic, and you know, it, it's made it's made so by the fact that it's so public. You know, if this is behind closed doors and there's no Twitter, eh, I'm not so sure anybody knows or cares. Mm-hmm. But man, every single day there's something new. And it it's really become a. It's certainly in my. I guess in my I'm trying to think of what else would be as interesting. In my lifetime, this is the most interesting golfing controversy. There was a huge controversy in the mid '90s about the Ryder Cup because players wanted to get paid, and people went ballistic and said, "This right. is crazy! You represent your country," but we didn't have the internet then. You know it. This is all a byproduct of, of the internet. It's true. It's true. So, it's a good point. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's play Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill, because I know you got to run here in a second. Uh, about one more week for you to take advantage of the spring seasonal menu at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, including the opener, the flash-fried pork belly with the Korean number two sauce, as well as the Cracker Jack Sunday and the baseball cut sirloin, the strawberry salmon salad. But literally, like one more week, and then it's gone forever i mean it this time they are no take backs they extended it two weeks for you guys that's it that's the end of the line for the spring seasonal menu 25 dollars gift card for someone who participates uh we're getting them up uh, facebook.com slash glenn clark radio at glenn clark radio on twitter number one would you rather grayson rodriguez comes back in august looks great and is ready to start next year as a legitimate top of the rotation type of pitcher but Adley Rutschman continues to struggle exactly like this for the rest of the season and into next year. Or Rutschman catches fire, looks like a rock star the rest of the year, 
but Grayson doesn't pitch until next year and gets off to a good start or a slow start. I'll take Rochman being good. Why is that more important to you? Just because I I I think it's I do think there's some value to a guy coming up, you know, struggling, chopping wood, figuring out how to make it better and getting it better and then going into the off season with that on his mind. Hey man, I hit two seventy one, I hit three twenty four in September. Hey, I, I I got it figured out. Okay. All right. Number two. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard about this story. I'll save it because we got to wrap it up. But when you're going to go to a wedding, right? And you get to that wedding, okay. and it is unbelievable. Premium open bar, an outstanding band, an incredible meal. Everything's on point. Or you get to the wedding, and it's a cash bar. The food's a disaster. Like, literally, you have to pay for food. And it's like mall, mall food court caliber food. But... And I don't. I got to think of who this would be for you because I use Cal Ripken for the example. There is an athlete that you adore, that you have cared about for your entire life, that you've never met before, and that athlete is there to hang out with you at the reception. Well, I mean, I, if you count Coach K as an athlete, right? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I mean, I was going to say Derek Lowe for you, but I mean, I you know whoever it is, I I, I don't know if it's Jack Nicholas for you. Whoever that person is, is there at the reception just to hang out and shoot the ass. All right? Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the athlete. Who would it be? Um who would it be? I would say like right now it might be Max Homa. <laughs> he's become what? he's become like my he's become like my favorite athlete. Kind of weird. Um <laughs> I know, but he's just he's a cool What's guy. Wrong with um, you. <laughs> Max Homa. Max Homa. I he might Max be Homa. at a wedding reception this week. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Might be able to hang out. I present any athlete ever. Like you can pick. You can pick Magic Johnson. You could pick and Tiger Woods. And Drew says, I don't know, maybe Max Homa. Be, yeah, I don't think those guys would be much fun. Okay. I'm talking about guys that are fun. Like I mean, Max maybe Homa so. Be fun to hang out with. Maybe so. All right, and number three. Uh, would you rather? And this one's the one that uh, hits home. Uh, you're going to have to take a 10% pay cut. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Or, or, or there is literally one other job in the world that's available for you. One job. And it's going to triple your salary. Working for the Live Golf Tour and the Saudis moving forward. I'll take the 10% pay cut. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Now, hang on a second. Let me turn the, turn, turn, don't, uh, turn the broadcast off really quickly. Hang on. But seriously, what's the answer, Drew? I'll take the seven. Right, right, right. I'm what's, not dealing with those people. What's coming up on Fairways and Greens on Sunday? Um, we're going to talk about live golf. Believe it or not, uh, really? That's, yeah, it's weird. We're going to talk about live golf, and uh, we'll do a little U.S. Open preview, and we got a lot of good stuff. Twelve o'clock on 105.7. All right, twelve to four, 105.7, the fan on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. All right, buddy, appreciate it. Uh, we'll right. talk to you next week. We'll Drew Forrest, Drew'sMorningDish.com, checking in with us here on GCR. All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna finish posting these on uh, Twitter for you to get your responses in, and then we'll talk about it uh, coming up on the other side of the break. Coming up later on this hour, Isaiah Likely from the Baltimore Ravens. Would you rather Wednesday? Brought to you by Glory Days Grill here on GCR. 
Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Are you ready, soccer fans? This summer, the English Premier League returns to Baltimore. Arsenal, Everton, square off in the Charm City match, July 16th, under the lights at M&T Bank Stadium, home of the Baltimore Ravens. This is your only opportunity to take in a Premier League match this summer in the Mid-Atlantic region. Individual and group tickets are on sale at BaltimoreRavens.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Yeah. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever is on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. Press Box is available for free at over 500 areas locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com to follow the show on instagram it's just glenn clark radio and to follow the show on only fans wait i don't think you're supposed to know about that one any hoodle take it away boys all right back in here on gcr is moving to hour number two of a would you rather wednesday edition of the program if you missed it on Monday night, Stan the Fan, Ross Grimsley, caught up with Mike Bodiger. Bodic did I say Bodiger? What the hell? Bodiker. Jesus. Former Orioles pitcher. Oh, Mike Bodiger. You know him. Love that guy. And Mike Bodiker. I'll get it together. I blame the allergies. Um, you can find that right now, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash video, or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. And coming up tomorrow night, Stan and Gary Stein will catch up with UMBC softball pitching ace. This girl is unbelievable, Courtney Coppersmith, one of the best pitchers in the entire country. 
uh, Women's College World Series going on right now. And it's worth pointing out, Courtney Coppersmith has decided she's going to come back for another year at UMBC while she also pursues her Ph.D., which is so different than my collegiate experience. I'm not sure that we can both I, – I, I don't know how it counts that we both were UMBC students. I did none of those things. I, I played intramural football, baby. It was a great time for your boy. I did other things that I can't talk about publicly. I don't think the statute of limitations have run up just yet. Courtney Coppersmith, ace softball pitcher and pursuing a Ph.D. Incredible. So they're going to chat with her tomorrow night. Again, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports will be where you find it. Now, it is Would You Rather Wednesday. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill. I just threw those uh, scenarios out. You can find them at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. If you want to get your responses in, you will register yourself to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. I think I'm about three weeks behind on um, winners, so I'll get that taken care of before the week is over. I promise that. But... Let's go through them. Griffin, you can participate. Number one, would you rather? I, I, you know, Grayson Rodriguez gets back early. He's back in August, in fact, and he looks great. He I'm, gets the big league level. He pitches the rest of the season, and you go into next year knowing that dude is legitimately, we can count on it. He is a top of the rotation. T- rotate, rotation. What is happening? What the hell is going on around here? God, top of the rotation type of pitcher. But Adley Rutschman continues to struggle just like this. I mean, woeful on into next season. Or flip it, reverse it, like one Missy Elliott might say. You have the scenario be that Grayson Rodriguez does not pitch until next year. It does not look great to start the season. Like it's it's it lingers. But Adley Rutschman suddenly catches fire this week and looks like a rock star for the rest of this year, and you go into next year being super confident about Adley Rutschman. As fun as it would be to you know, see Adley turn it around right now and just tear it up the rest of the year, um, you know, this year doesn't matter. Okay. And so I think I'd rather see Grayson come back and you know, ha- finally have a great pitching prospect, at least in my lifetime, and because pitching has always been definitely not the strong suit. What year were you born? I was born in 2000. Oh, my God. So it'd be really cool for me to be able to see, you know, just see an ace develop before my eyes. Yeah, I bet and, it would. Uh, and, and, you know, everyone that we've talked to, they said Adley is going to be, I mean, like, his biggest strong suit is his catching. When's your, when's your birthday? June, the end of June 29th. So technically... You were alive at a point where Mike Messina was an Oriole. Yes. But it's technical. You yeah. were alive for all of about three months or something like that. Yes. That is what the a case. nightmare. Um, all right. So uh, different responses. This one has been varied. And, and we're very early on because I apologize. I posted these a little bit late today as I was running late from the dentist. Uh, from Orioles Lifer, need Adley to get it going so he doesn't get too deep into his own head. Let Grayson have until February to get healthy. But everyone was saying, you know, Adley is, he, he, they, they said he's a professional. Like, everyone that's talked to him, like, it seems like that's not but the there's, thing. But I think his point is, like, at some point, that's got to be impacted. Like, right, you, right. You, if this can keep, yeah, I mean, it's one thing he, to like say, right now, like, he can handle that for a month, he can handle that. But, like, now we're talking about most of a major league season. Right. That's that's quite the cross to bear. I get the argument. Whereas on the flip side, 
Grayson's not doubting himself. He's just not pitching, right? Like, he's just not out there. So I, I sort of get it. Uh, Andrew Stecka agrees. Give me Grayson back earlier. No, he doesn't agree. He goes the other way. Give me Grayson back earlier. He agrees with you. A- answers on all these players have to start coming sooner rather than later. I mean, I guess, but like you're getting an answer. I'm not kind of confused by what you mean by that, Andrew. Like you're getting an answer on one of these guys. Either you're getting an answer on Adley, which is he's a rock star, or you're getting an answer on Grayson. I'm just the question isn't do you want an answer? It's which one do you want your answer on, and which one do you still want to be concerned about going into next year? It's very much a pick or choose kind of moment. So I don't I don't know about that. That answer kind of doesn't make sense to me. I regret my retweet. Um, from I, I, I can take it back by clicking a button, but it's, it's too late. We've come too far. Uh, from Dave. Dave says, Glenn, ultimately, I think the Orioles could survive if Adley Rutschman is just a really good catcher and a decent offensive player and never truly becomes an offensive rock star. I don't know that they can survive if they don't establish top-of-the-line pitchers. So that my priority at this point would actually be Grayson. Hey, that's a reasonable answer. Now, I'm not even giving you reasonable bat right now for Adley Rutschman. Again, if he struggles like this, he can't get at bats. It doesn't matter how good of a catcher he is. You can't put somebody in your lineup that that can't hit 200. I know we did with Chris Davis for a little while, but those were those are extenuating circumstances. This is a different type. Now, I get it. It's only for one year, and next year he could you know, become more of a Matt Wieters type. From Brian. Brian says, I think there is too much invested in Adley right now for this to continue all that much more. I feel like the hurt would be felt deeper by the Orioles fan base than just not seeing Grayson Rodriguez pitch. No one has seen Grayson Rodriguez pitch yet. So ultimately, I think that it would be more impactful on the city as a whole if Adley Rutschman doesn't get things turned around. It's an interesting way of looking at it, right? That like the the casual fan is extraordinarily aware of Adley Rutschman and like has pinned their hopes on Adley Rutschman. Whereas the casual fan, again, the casual fan, the person you know, like my brother-in-law, who's an Orioles fan, and if I said, do you want to go to the game? He'd say, yeah, I'll go to the game with you. But who genuinely has no idea who Jorge Mateo is. He's not watching night in and night out. If they were good, he'd be watching. Because they're not, it's like not a concern for him. He would he doesn't know who, you know, he certainly doesn't know who Tyler Nevin is. He probably doesn't know who Ryan Mountcastle is. Like he might have heard the name. That might be on. That might be a reach. He might have heard the name. He's got a great name, so he does have a good name. He definitely has no idea who Robinson Chirinos <laughs> is. He's definitely never heard of Chris Owings. Maybe has heard of Rugnet Odor. Like maybe, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like that casual person probably is not familiar with Grayson Rodriguez. Has maybe heard about this rock star pitcher that's coming up. But those people are all aware of who Adley Rutschman is. They've seen him on the cover of the new press box, which is still available for another week or so for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find press box. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. They're aware. They know. So the pain that it would cause to the casual fan, to be like, hey, that guy that we're all excited about, what's his, Rutschman? What's going on with him? Uh, He kind of sucks. Same old Orioles. That'll always be this way forever. It's a fair argument from Brian. I actually kind of like that argument, that it would be more 
hurtful to the fan base on the whole for there to be lingering doubt about Adley Rutschman than it would be for there to be lingering doubt about Grayson Rodriguez. And from Tom, Tom says, Glenn, if I'm being honest with you, I've always had my doubts about Adley Rutschman. You make the comparison to Matt Wieters a lot. I've always thought that was a fairer comparison for a catcher. I've never believed that any catcher was going to turn out to be Mike Piazza's bat and Pudge Rodriguez's glove, or as you say, a love child between the two. I do like saying that. Um, So in that way, my hopes are probably actually a bit higher for Grayson Rodriguez. He's also younger. I think he's a more critical piece, all things being equal, of this rebuild than even Rutschman is. So if there's one guy I want to feel more confidence in immediately, it would be Rodriguez. Okay. All right. Those are good responses. Good responses. Now, number two, would you rather you're going to a wedding, someone that you care about, you get there, and oh my God, what a wedding. Incredible band. Delicious food. Premium open bar. Time of your life. Or, now I, I guess I should present the story. I'm not uh, sure if you're aware. Are you aware of the, the um, let me start with this. Are you aware of the Am I the Asshole thread yes. on Reddit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Are you aware of the wedding story that was recently told on uh, that thread? I know. I just saw the story going around. It was a long uh, thing, so it, I didn't read it. It was a long thing. <laughs> um, this this person asked this question, am I the asshole for not providing food for guests at my wedding? Informing them there'll be food available from the venue, but you must pay for it. Pretty clear answer. Because instead, I took that money and spent it on having Mickey and Minnie Mouse appear at the wedding. Real, honest question that was asked by someone who somehow didn't realize, oh my God, you're definitely the asshole. (laughs) Now... Um, they uh, they tried to, to to argue that hey Disney's uh, we are we my my fiance and I or my new, my new spouse we love Disney Disney's a huge part of our relationship so this was a really big deal for us great no one cares but it inspired the question which is you go to this incredible you know everything's top of the not top of the nine line what am I saying to the nine I you know I know what happened there. I combined two of the nines top. and top of the line. I that time it was that just be a, a new saying. I kind of like I actually am on yeah. board with it. <laughs> Everything's top nine. I actually really like that. Now that might be, be a thing, but I know what happened there. That wasn't just a that wasn't a Bodiger situation. <laughs> Old Mike Bodiger. I think I went to school with him. It's a hell of a picture though. Um, everything's great. Great food, open bar, great band, wonderful time. Or you go, cash bar. You have to pay for your own food, which is the caliber of mall food court food, but pick any athlete that you've loved, admired, always wanted to meet, have never been able to meet, could be, I'm telling you, global superstar. Leo Messi, who, Tiger, whoever it is, they're the, I use Cal Ripken because I know how much people around here care about Cal Ripken, but I get it. A lot of us have met Cal Ripken. I, I, almost to the point where I think it's like the majority of us have met Cal Ripken. 
And you might still say, even then, even then, the answer might still be Cal Ripken for you because it's the opportunity to hang out with him, right? I don't know. I think a lot of people around here have hung out with Cal Ripken at some point. So you got to pay for your own food. You got to pay for your own booze. The music's coming from somebody's phone, but this athlete is there to shoot the S and hang out. It's not weird that you want it. That's what they're there for. You get to hang out with that person the entirety of the time that you're at this reception. Yeah, um, it's a good question. I think I'm gonna have to go with your second option. I was just at that's well, I was out in Colorado for my cousin's mm-hmm. wedding, and it was pretty much it was pretty much as you described in the first scenario. So it was I just, wonderful. Yeah, it was, was wonderful. everything about it was yeah. great. Yeah. What was the what was described the, the meal? Uh, the meal was uh, what was it? It was um, there was chicken there was steak mm. but what what did you what did you enjoy was mashed, the mashed potatoes were really good describe you're, you're just saying this right you're just saying random things describe the meal you enjoyed at the wedding uh the salad oh the salad was really good there's like this raspberry so did you have chicken dressing. or steak i why can't i remember what the I hell is going on i had chicken here. but what kind of chicken was it was it, it was chicken like marsala chicken, was it? yeah this sounds a little bit like i'm just being honest with you what you're setting up sounds a little bit about like uh ballroom food which no offense can be fine yeah, quite fine yeah but doesn't come off as to the nine, or again, top, or, of, the nine. top of the nine. Yeah. It does not come off as top of the nine. Well, I'm not. I'm you know I'm a, I'm a simple guy. It's not like I was. Uh, food. But you're also blow 20 years away. old yeah. or whatever you. Are. My God, like you're a child. This is not exactly a. I'm saying you're getting like a. But there was an open bar. That's all. It really, all that really mattered. <sighs> I mean, it's not all that really matters. But I, I uh, fine. I get it. You're young. You're young. You. I understand. And to be an athlete you. would be really. You're cool. a young youth. <laughs> Um, who would it be? Uh, I think I would go with Adam Jones. He would be really cool. I've never met him. I mean, Adam I, Jones I might hang out with you. Definitely my favorite. Honest to God, hey, there's a real <laughs> yeah. chance that Adam Jones is a great guy. I'd really love to meet him. He's party with you. Been my wedding. favorite athlete as a kid. So. Okay, all right. I mean, Cal- I mean, honestly, I mean I, any I, athlete. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in part that might <laughs> not be not Max Homa. It might be. Yeah, that's such a weird answer. Although, like again, I'm giving you anyone in the world, and no, I'm not trying to dis- <laughs> diminish Adam Jones because I love Adam Jones. But Adam Jones, at some point, you might have been like, if you had just gone to a, a certain bars in Fells Point, there would have been plenty of opportunities for you to hang out with Adam Jones over the years. Well, now that I'm of age, he's no oh, longer that's around. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Andrew Stecka, if you have a cash bar, I hope you lock your keys in the car. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, John Little Rock, give me the premium open bar. If it was Eddie Vedder or The Edge, I would have taken the other option. What a weird choice, by the way, John. You're going with Eddie uh, Eddie Vedder and The Edge instead of, like, Bono? I mean, I love The Edge, don't get me wrong, but, like, uh, it's just odd. It's just odd that that would be your choice of anyone from you, too. Uh, from J- Boy, it's weird how many people are answering this way. From Jake, knowing me, I would be way too nervous to talk to whatever athlete shows up, so the crappy food and cash bar isn't worth the trade-off. Okay. Um, from Joe. Joe says, sorry, I just had another one pop up. Joe says, uh, Cal Ripken's a good one. I guess if Brooks were a couple years younger, it would probably be my answer. Even though I've met those guys before, the opportunity to rub elbows with them for the entirety of the night, I'm happy to buy their beers. I'm happy to buy their bourbon, whatever it is they want. I don't care about the cash bar. I have paid for plenty of food in my life. I'll live with that. There is nothing that could replicate spending an evening with a childhood icon that would be pure magic i really thought we would get more responses like that i just that genuine i'm and i'm i would have to think about it for me because you know i've been blessed in what i do i've i've gotten the opportunity to hang out with a lot of these guys over the years so i would have to think about maybe shack would be a perfect answer for me 
I've never I had one conversation on the phone. Oh, that's not true. I did meet Shaq when he was briefly with the Suns, but it was in like a a reporting capacity. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't it wasn't on a personal level. Like I was gotcha. in the, the locker room with him during that kind of brief time that he was with the Suns. And as I said, that I actually really ended up having a really fun conversation with him one time post game. Maybe I shouldn't say this out loud. He um he was. He was openly flirting with a, a female media member that I was very good friends with. And and she wasn't like this was not a me too situation like she she was she was fine with it and I think they actually stayed in touch and they were friends for years to come. This was when I say openly flirting it was not threatening in any way. It was more it was it was quite playful and she had no problem with it. I don't want this to come off as being like dark. It's not at all and she's someone I'm very close with and she would laugh about it when we t- would talk about it for years to come. But I remember we ended up talking for a while one night after a game. Like, we ended up having the three of us like a 30-minute conversation after a game one night. I can't believe I forgot about that when I threw out shit. I can't believe I forgot about that. And he was awesome. Like, he was, it was everything that I adored about Shaquille O'Neal growing up and being the guy whose posters were on my wall and being the guy whose shoes I wore and all that stupid stuff. I, in those moments... I was just overwhelmed hanging out and shooting the breeze with Shaquille O'Neal. And he was, you know, making faces and doing voices. And he was awesome. He was incredible. So that probably negated. Man, I cannot believe I forgot about that (laughs) when I threw his name out there. Um, And then we actually ended up having him on the show once years later. Um, But Andre Agassi would be the one for me now that I think. Like, Andre Agassi is that answer. I've never spent any time in my life. I've never had a phone call. I've never had a a face-to-face. I've never had any time with Andre Agassi, who I was obsessed with. I've had plenty of good meals in my life. I can go to to Glory Days Grill and get a wonderful meal. I've, I've... I don't even drink anymore, so maybe this is part of my... That's where it's difficult for me. I wouldn't even... The cash bar part actually wouldn't offend me because I'd be like, yeah give me a soda water either way like that's just where i am in my life and i've seen lots of bands and the greatest like who's the band that you hired for your wedding i've been to bands where they hired their weddings like i went to a wedding once where they hired the amish outlaws to play and it was really cool because i like the amish outlaws i've been to a wedding where they hired um oh god like i can't remember who it was but it was a real band and that's all cool i love it but like i've seen you too i mean like i've seen i'm going to see paul mccartney on sunday so you two at a wedding not at a wedding (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the bands, I could do a lot much for me. The idea that I got to spend the night rubbing elbows, shooting the breeze with Andre Agassi, I'll never forget about that. Like, that'll stay with me for the rest of my life. That, absolutely. I can't believe, I can't even believe it's close, more or less, the fact that everyone is answering the other way. It's bizarre to me. What a bizarre world we're living in. I can't believe there's a comparison between these two things. Hanging out with Andre Agassi all night? Hanging out with Serena Williams? With Serena Williams? Would it be Andre Agassi with hair? I would prefer it that way. Yeah. I don't think that's an option any longer. <laughs> I no longer think that's a that's a choice that, that could exist. I met Serena Williams like for 10 seconds at Wimbledon when we were there. In what year would that have been? 2012, 2011? I can't remember what year we went to Wimbledon now. Um, Bryant McKinney. Of all things in the world, Bryant McKinney found out I was going to Wimbledon. And Bryant McKinney said, you know, I'm, I'm close with Venus and Serena. Um, when you're there, try, just see if you can get anywhere near them and yell out this guy's name. And if he's with them and he turns around, then say, hey, I'm Bryant McKinney's friend. 
I was like, okay. So like an idiot, we went out and watched her match, and then she was walking by afterwards. I yelled out, Clint, or whatever. I don't remember the guy's name was. And he turns around, and I said, I couldn't, I'm like, my wife and I are standing there. I'm like, uh, I'm Brian <laughs> McKinney's friend. And he's like, walk with us. And we got 10 seconds. I mean, like, we got 10 seconds. That's incredible. As she was about <laughs> to go in the locker room, he said, you have 10 seconds. I'm like, hi, I'm glad. And she was very, despite the fact that she was in a battle, like, she had to go do a third set tiebreak, if I remember correctly, on this particular day. She was very nice. She, you know, how do you know Bryant? I love him. Like, the whole thing. It was blew our minds. I mean, blew our minds. The, 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 the eternal side of the story is we, the, at the time, you couldn't take your own phone with you to Europe. You had to get a burner phone. And these were pre, like these were like pre flip phone burner phones. These did not have cameras. They were that type of burner phone in order to have a phone in Europe. So we had no camera, mm. right? Like we did not have the ability in that moment to take a picture. Now, ultimately, this taught us an important lesson, and we went and bought a little disposable camera to use for the rest of the day from the Wimbledon gift shop because I was like, I can't believe I had this opportunity and blew it. We had somebody in her entourage took a picture. I never got it. There is a picture of my wife and I was through. I did, does not exist. I bet she has it framed somewhere. <laughs> it probably didn't mean a lot to her that day, no doubt about it. Um, you tell me I get to hang out with Serena Williams for a night? Hang out. I can buy whatever whatever it is she's drinking, I'm happy to buy it. I like some mall food. You tell, is, is the mall food court food Chick-fil-A? I'm good. <laughs> I mean, there's a Chick-fil-A in the White Marsh Mall. I mean, there are other malls that definitely had Chick-fil-A's in them. If that's what I'm getting, I'm all in, man. Is like, that the other like caveat? The the wedding is actually at the White Marsh Mall. Well, I, I, I'd, but be, Serena Williams I'd, is there, I'd be okay. So. I'd a thousand percent <laughs> sign up for that. Are you kidding me, man? Like A lot of great nights in my life involved the White Marsh Mall when I was growing up. I'm all in. Uh, I can't believe I can't believe that's a debate. Um, and uh, number three, would you rather? You can, uh, oh, uh, Brian Powell says, I'll take that scenario if it was Eddie Vedder or Cristiano Ronaldo. Again, you don't get Eddie Vedder. He's not an athlete. Fine, whatever. Who cares? I don't, I, it's not worth this debate. Cristiano Ronaldo, I, I hear you, but I would say, aren't there some uh, unsavory stories about Cristiano Ronaldo? Isn't there? Like, might might he not uh, be a good pert? I can't remember. Pro- I mean, I thought he's I'd, been around for a long time. I thought there were some, uh, some reasons why maybe... Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. There was a. There was an act. There were a couple of accusations over the years. Not. Not so great. Not so great. But you know what? He's a hell of a soccer player. There's no doubt about that. All right. Number three. Would you rather? I, I don't mean to. I, that sounds trite when I say it that way. The accusations are far more important than his ability at soccer. Let's make that abundantly clear. God, what a world. Number three. Would you rather? Now, you don't really make any money, so this is a yeah. bit awkward for you, right? <laughs> Griffin makes whatever's in my wallet at the end of the day. Hey, buddy, I got a little change from dinner last night. There you go. Enjoy. Um, and I cherish that change. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. Everybody's like, you're looking to hire a young person? I'm like, yep, that's what I can afford. <laughs> um, would you rather <laughs> the 10% of the very little that you make to begin with Ten percent pay. I don't even know. Do you have another job? Uh, no. I mean, like, I still could. I could still work at the restaurant back home if okay. I if I wanted to. If I if I'm really bored one night, I okay. guess. Okay. All right. All right. You make ten percent less. Which or already isn't a lot. Yeah. Or make three times as much. Still not a ton. But there's not a ton. 
but more almost get to a point where you'd be on welfare. (laughs) But the only job that's available, one job, is doing the same thing you're doing. You'd be the uh, some sort of producer working for the Saudi-funded Live Golf Tour. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to stick with uh, hanging around here because okay. I know nothing, almost nothing about golf. Eh, that, that, that part doesn't matter. You'd okay. be able to do the job. Okay. That's not okay. the part. It's the okay. part where you're working for the Saudis. Okay. That's the part. Um, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, it sounds like they're very sketchy. I'd also not overly educated <laughs> on what's going on. Sounds like they're very sketchy. <laughs> Um, Gosh, and you know, I not, enjoy not much a, more uh, being able to worry about Baltimore sports. Not a, not, uh, not a great, <laughs> even with the ten percent. I feel like I'm maybe not, I'm not really sure what's going on with all them, but they don't seem like the best of guys. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Right I feel like I shouldn't that. be telling you I'm willing to work for ten percent less. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good news. Good news. So actually, it. I'm going to say the Saudis. Right. <laughs> Smart. Uh, Lou, uh, I would have to hold my nose and work for. Oh, God, the Live Golf Tour. Ivan also admits that he'll be working for the golf tour. From Darren, Darren says, I don't care what the raise would be. There is no chance. Imagine who the actual people are that are your bosses. You slip up one time, and I don't think I need to finish that sentence is what he says. Yeah, I mean, that's – I don't think that infects – Bryson DeChambeau. That considered, I guess I definitely have to stay here. Right? Like I messed I up a handful of times. I don't. Yeah, there is that. I definitely haven't done that. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of. No, it's not. I don't even make a joke <laughs> about that. I don't want to make a joke about that. Not a good joke to make. Um, I don't think Bryson DeChambeau has to worry about that necessarily. But like you, the 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 accountant for the the whatever it is. Like I don't know. I mean, I I'd have at least a little bit of a concern. I get that, like, none of, I don't think any of the events are actually in Saudi Arabia, so I think that there are laws in these other countries that would probably help and protect you. But, like, still, the people that you're doing work with, they say, hey, come fly out and see us today. Where? In Riyadh. Do I have to? Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I don't. Yeah. It's not something we should joke. We should not joke about it because, you know, we actually know a journalist legitimately lost his life at the hands of the Saudi regime. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's what you're asking for. All right, continue to get me your responses. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Someone is winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. We had to do this a little bit earlier on because uh, they've got a practice schedule, believe it or not. They're, they're doing uh, these uh, the OTAs, OTAs, I think is how they refer to them. But we had the opportunity to catch up with uh, new Ravens tight end, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. Let's take a listen right now here on GCR. Really excited about chatting with our next guest. He was a fourth-round selection of the Baltimore Ravens, and he just signed his deal this week to make it official former tight end from Coastal Carolina. Isaiah Likely is with us here on GCR. Isaiah, it's Glenn. It's so good to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. <laughs> Appreciate you, my man. Dude, I'll be here. I, I, I'm, watching, I'm looking at this picture of you after signing the deal, and I know you've already had moments. You've been on the field for the last couple of weeks, and you've had your jersey, but can you take me through what's running through your mind as you sign a contract and you are now officially going to be paid to be an NFL football player. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just a surreal moment all in all. Just, you know, playing this game as a child where you're not getting paid for anything. Just run around, tackle, score touchdowns, and now just living out your dream as a professional. And now really just making your way, paving your, paving your way. What have these weeks been like for you, being in the building? Like, is there a moment you're like, okay, I'm a Raven, and I, I got a, th- a feeling for what it means to be a Raven. Have you had one of those happen yet, just being in practice? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's every day in practice. I mean, it's just giving your all in all, every every snap, every every play during practice, because you know that opposing defense, uh, you know, on our team, or even offense, well, I mean, we're all hitting 100, 100% uh, full, pat, full, spa- full speed. So really just... You know, just having the mindset of every play matters, every every snap matters, and really every moment matters, and just taking that into consideration. Now, I want to take a couple of steps back with you, if I could. You, you when when did you know Isaiah? Like, give me your background. When did you know? Hey, I can do something. I've got a skill that's maybe a little bit different than everybody else's. I might have the opportunity to to be one of those one percenters that can do this for a living and and make football the rest of my life. When did you realize that? Uh, I've been playing football since I was four years old, so it's always been, you know, a dream to play at NFL level. But I'd say probably my sophomore year of college, I realized that man, I could really do something at the next level, and I can be that, you know, that focal point of where everybody talks about in, in that NFL caliber player. And I felt like just, you know, just preparing myself every day and just listening and taking notes, and being a sponge, rather than just hearing to respond and just really just hearing to make my craft better was definitely a focal point going into my junior and senior year. So after my sophomore year, I felt like, yeah, I could definitely do this in the club. You um, you were in Massachusetts. Um, I'm going to guess you had a few Patriots fans in your life. I don't, I don't know if you were one of them or not, but I'm just going to guess um, that there were a few. How have they handled I mean, there was a, a pretty good thing there between the Patriots and the Ravens for quite a few years, a couple of really big games over the years. How have the Patriots fans in your life handled the fact that you're wearing purple now? Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's a pro and a con. I mean, pro as in they get to see one of the little kids they've seen playing football since a younger kid now at the NFL stage, live out his dreams, so it's always smiles in that aspect. They always tell me who they'll be rooting for on the Ravens, <laughs> just me individually, but rooting for the Pats overall. Understood, right? We get it, right? Like, that's the way it goes. It's hard to trade in everything. And the most important people in your life are obviously going to be Ravens fans, right? Oh, 100%. There you go. 100%. We're good. We're good, man. Isaiah Likely with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Isaiah, when um, whenever I, I, I watch film of you and whenever I talk to anybody about you, uh, the words ideal space tight end um, kind of comes to mind and what you're able to do in space I know a lot of that has sort of led to this idea that maybe you're a little bit more than just, maybe just describing you as a tight end is unfair because of what everything you can do in space. How do you view yourself in terms of being a football player? Do you feel like tight end maybe pigeonholes you a little bit too much given what you're capable of doing? Uh, I'd definitely say I view myself as an athlete because not only can I play tight end, but I can play in the slot, I can play out wide, and I'm really just that chess, that chess piece that finds mismatches in in the defense, finds holes, find their weaknesses, and, uh, you know, just having a great offensive coordinator just let me exploit that. And just, you know, man, week in, week out, I felt like my whole life just allowed me to be able to call myself that, that did, versatile justice. Did you, did you get that sense that that's exactly why it is the Ravens wanted you? 100%. I mean, 
just coming to practice now, we run two tight end sets, one tight end sets, three tight end sets, and sometimes four. Right. And it's just that all goes into the aspect of everybody just knowing their role. Dude, it's a pretty wild room that you're in, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know that there's been a lot of rooms in the history of the NFL that are quite like this uh, with the different types of players, skill sets, all really well thought of. Um, what's it like inside that tight end room at the moment? As there's, you know, I think a lot of people would say you'd be you're fighting for playing time, but as you just pointed out, there's the reality that all you dudes could be on the field at the same time. A hundred percent. So it's really just soaking in everything that the vets really have to say. I mean, they've they've been through the rookie year and they've been doing it quite a while, so they understand what it takes to be a pro. So really, just hearing day in day out, like after my reps, or really just in between reps, what I could have did to get better what I could have did on that rep to have a better outcome or really what did they see that I didn't see. And then just taking that in so the next rep I'm prepared more than I was the last rep and really just going about it that way. Mark Andrews went from being a third-round pick to one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL. D- does that inspire you in a little bit as, as a guy who pr- – I, I guarantee you slipped a little bit further than you wanted to in the draft, but does it inspire you to say, hey, here's the path. Like, I can do this – make lots of money and become just as good as anybody in this league the same way this dude did. A hundred percent. I mean, he just, he told me once I got here, it's not how you get here. It's what you do when you get here. So really just maximizing your opportunity once it's given to you. And, you know, I, I talk to Mark every day just off of really what he sees from a passing standpoint. And just, just because he's one of the most dynamic playmakers in, in his route and with the ball in his hand, he's been doing it a great while being one of the top tight ends in, in the NFL. So just picking apart his brain, just seeing what he sees on the field so I can start seeing it early on in my rookie year. Yeah, not a bad dude to be around, man. <laughs> like, not at all. Not at all. Really not a bad dude. And Nick Boyle's a great dude. I mean, it's it really is a, a very cool room for you to be in. Um, 100%. You know, we know the Ravens. We're, we're chatting with Isaiah Likely here on Glenn Clark Radio. We know the Ravens like to run the ball. Um, where are you in terms of did you need to maybe refocus on blocking and what you're going to be asked to do because I, I think there's every reason for us to believe this franchise ain't going to change there's going to be an awful lot of running to the ball next year oh 100% I mean really it's just the technique I mean that's what we've been harping on there in OTAs with the rookies just technique and understanding your assignment because if you I mean the being, being strong you know applying force to force is, is all in the run game, all perspectives. But if you don't know who you got to block and you don't know your assignment, then they can't put you on the field. So it's really just going back to the basics and harping on the fundamentals before we even start getting into training camp where we put the pads on so we can see uh, really what I could do in the run game. All right, so the most important question I needed to get in with you, of course, is what's it like being an Internet meme? Because I, <laughs> I like everybody else, I know – I used the picture at one point to say something like, how many plates am I going to get on Thanksgiving? And then <laughs> likely four, right? Um, is yes, it, has it, are there times where it's been weird because like you're on social media and you see a picture of yourself, but it's got nothing to do with you and you don't even know if the person knows who you are? Like, what is that phenomenon like? <laughs> I mean, uh... I'd say I got a, a whole bunch of it in my college career. Yeah. Just because everybody was always saying likely for likely for or likely to do something. So I've been just laughing, joking around it, but I felt like during the pre draft it was definitely overused a little bit. <laughs> it was amusing at sometimes, but I mean it's always a laugh. 
I mean, there are way worse things to become a meme for on the internet. 100%. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you ever see, was there ever a surreal one? Like, did you ever, you know, I, I have no idea, but you ever see somebody super famous, like Drake or somebody like that, that ever used your picture in a meme and you were like, holy F, this person is tweeting about me. Uh, I've seen, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a famous person. I've definitely seen media outlets use it like uh ESPN analysis analysis uh, analyses and stuff like that, but never like okay. call like yeah. I mean that's still like again, it can't be the end of the world to have like ESPN tweeting a picture of you. It still, you know, no. kinda of builds up your <laughs> Your, you know, your your appeal, it builds up your Q rating a little bit, right? 100%. 100%. Um, I saw that you had the Wingstop hookup for the draft. Um, 100%. Give me the rundown. Top three, like, we, we get together for wings, and you can have any three flavors in the world. Give me the three go-tos for you as far as wings are concerned. Um, I definitely say regular just because you got, like, not everybody's going to appeal to everybody's flavor, so you get you give them. So you're, tr- you're trying to help everybody. You're trying to look out for everybody yeah. else in the room. Then, I re- I respect that. <laughs> and then you got to go with the chipotle sauce. It's like a spicy mayo sauce. It's, it goes bananas. I mean, probably one of the best flavors I've ever had. Okay. And then you definitely get the buffalo with the ranch on the side. So so, so how high? Like when you get the buffalo, like are you going scorched? No, earth? I can't. No, I can't go. Because you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to enjoy the meal. I feel like scorching, you can't enjoy it. Uh, you know what? I'm actually like, I like spicy. Don't get me wrong. I like, but there is a moment where you realize this is no longer it's a flavor. High. Exactly, it's yeah. just hell. It's just pure hell that you're consuming <laughs> in that moment. Um, have you had the opportunity yet since you've been here to try Old Bay Wings or Honey Old Bay Wings? No. Okay. So that sounds like definitely I got to do something this weekend. My man, we will make sure. <laughs> we will make sure we get that hookup taken care of. It will. Uh, old Bay Wings are good. I'm telling you, honey, Old Bay Wings will make you reconsider things about life. Like, okay. <laughs> you, will, okay. <laughs> you will find a serenity, a nirvana that you have not experienced the first time you try honey, Old Bay Wing. I promise you that. Oh, yeah, then I definitely have to have them. Isaiah, but w- what else do we need to know about you, man? Like, give me, you know, obviously we know you're a heck of a football player. We can't wait to see you on the field. Um, but as a person, what else should Ravens fans know about you as you get ready for your rookie season? Uh, I definitely say that not only are you going to get a competitor on the field that's going to compete every snap and go do what he does on the field, but you're also going to get a person that to lighten up everybody's day. I mean, I'm always smiling, walking around the facility, checking in with everybody, making sure everybody's having a great day. Because, I mean, it's it's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to go day in and day out because you never know it's your time. So just always remembering yourself and really just going about every day like it's the best day ever. That's awesome. You never know when your last call is. I love that, man. And I got to imagine you're like itching for like next week and and we're hoping Lamar's going to be there and like being on the same field. That's it's got to be a pretty surreal surreal feeling knowing you're going to be on the same field as Lamar Jackson, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yo, that is uh, you go from playing with him in Madden to <laughs> standing in the same huddle as him is going to be a, did, did, a surreal moment. Did you legitimately use the Ravens when you would play Madden so you could have Lamar? Hundred percent. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome, man. That's a cool story. All right, Isaiah <laughs> Likely on uh, Twitter, it's at Dougarilla four, and on Instagram, it is Isaiah Likely underscore four. Correct. 
Yes, sir. Get anything else we can plug for you, my dude? Hey, social media is hey man, give him a follow there. Isaiah, great to get to know you, man. Thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us this morning. We can't wait to see you out there more as we get ready for the start of the season. We'd love to chat with you again down the road. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you having me, my man. That's Isaiah Likely. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation and looking forward to seeing him out there. Obviously, as I said before, it's an awful lot to expect that your wide receiver problem can be solved by a fourth-round tight end. But he certainly has a very unique skill set, and he is an intriguing player. And given that we know the Ravens are happy to use tight ends significantly, um, I, I think there's every reason to believe that he will have an opportunity to be a, a real part of the offensive equation here in year number one for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, again, it would not be I would not make any decision as a team based on at wide receiver, based on the idea of, well, but but Isaiah Likely or even Charlie Kolar, they can help. And when we say, you know, hey, but Mark Andrews is really more like a wide receiver, we say those things, and there's an amount of truth to them, but we still understand the value of certain skill sets at the wide receiver position. And while we hope that some of the players the Ravens have – Devin DuVernay, James Prochet, Tylen Wallace, can develop into those guys? Again, counting on it is a very difficult thing to do at this point. We will see. The Ravens still, as of right now, have not made any moves. There weren't, there weren't really, you know, the, we've gone past June 1st. The guys that are out there are out there. The Ravens have been in no rush to grab them. Now, some of those guys might be guys that just say, I'm not really interested in doing training camp. Like, I don't know... At this point in Julio Jones' career, he might just say, like, you know, call me when you need me. Call me when you want. Call me when you want. Call me when training camp's over. Call me by my name. You know, whatever it is. Um, that was really good. You like my little Nas X yeah. impression? Yeah, I've been working good. on that one. Call me off a, guard, and I was... I've uh, been working on that one for a long time. I I, I know all the... I, I, I know three little Nas X songs. That's... I'm there's impressed. that one, there's Old Town Road, and there's uh, the Panini. I knew that one, yeah, too. That's, that's the list. That's the list of Lil Nas X songs that I'm aware, with, aware of. Um, and I'm sure there have been other smash hits that it's just, I'm that old. I mean, I, I don't, I know, it, it's got to be something my kids have heard of at this point for me to be into it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where Julio Jones is. It might be that physically he's just at a point where teams are saying, no, we're not interested. Like, sorry, we're just not interested because we we talked to the Titans. You're done. It's over. I don't know. I don't know. Don't have those answers. But liked, uh, really enjoyed Isaiah Likely and loved the story that right there at the end where he's like, yeah, I when I played Madden, I played with Lamar. Like, that was – I always wanted it. And now he's a Baltimore Raven and he gets to presumably next week – share um, a huddle with Lamar Jackson. That's a really cool thing. Like That's just a really, really cool story for a young athlete. Appreciate him taking the time for us. If you missed it yesterday, Simply the Bets. We do it every Tuesday morning at 11.40 a.m. for Simply the Bets. And then every other Thursday, we do Weekend at Bookies. That'll be back tomorrow. I cannot believe. So, and I was half watching because I went to the gym and then I did the um, I did Jerry's uh, Jerry Coleman show last night with Rita sitting in. So I wasn't paying. 
I, like I had the Orioles game on as I was working out. Like I thank I, you know what for what it's worth. Ever since they finally launched an app, the Masson app is not bad for just watching the games. If, unless you don't have cable. That's a, I, again, that's a different thing. But, like, the app itself, for just all I ever need from it is watching the games. I'm ne- the, the shoulder programming, that ain't for me. The, the somebody says, hey, there's not really that much content. That's not my concern. All I need it plays the games, is the ability. No issue. 100%. No problem. Now I gotta remember whether they're on Mass. This is the annoying part: is when I don't remember when they were on Mass and or Mass and Two. I really wish they would just list on the app. What you do is you click a button. I'll show it to you. I don't know how. Okay. Uh, I was in the middle of doing a read when this started, so I gotta remember to finish that. I do have to remember to go back and finish that. So, yeah. so here's the app, right? And you click Live TV down at the bottom. It's a little button right there that says Live TV, and it gives you the option of streaming Mass and or Mass and Two. It would be nice. You have a logo there. If it something. said, "Stream now, Orioles Cubs on Masson Two, because it was the Cubs last night. And this is the other part. I'm an idiot. I literally do totally tubular every day, and I just forgot. And as I got to the gym last night, I was like, "Well, it's the Cubs. The Cubs are a big deal. I, the Orioles are at home. I bet they're on Masson tonight." So I clicked on the Masson button, and sure enough, it was the Nationals game. And so you got to wait through the pre-roll like video when you go to live video. So like the process ended up taking me a little bit more time. So if I have a complaint, my complaint would be about Masson 2. The point of this is that I was distractedly watching. Like it was on. I I I heard. I didn't necessarily see cuz it's tough when you're at the gym like you're on one of the machines you try to find somewhere you can set the phone. There's just nowhere it there's nowhere ideal for this to work out. So I'm doing the whatever stupid thing I'm doing, like I'm pulling the bar down, I'm doing that whole Lat thing. Pull downs. Whatever it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a I'm a fake gym guy. I figured out the machines that I'm capable of doing and I go to those you're, machines. You're there. I mean, that's more than it's, a It's ton definitely the 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 battle. The battle is at least being there and doing something. Right. So I'm in there. There's no ideal place. So I'm I'm not paying attention to like every at bat. I'm not I just I'm generally aware of what's going on. So the Orioles rough up Keegan Thompson. And I'm like, haha, that stupid idiot Aaron Oster. Oster. Yeah. What a big stupid. What a stupid said bet the under of five and a half hits on Keegan Thompson. What a big idiot. He's giving up home runs left and right. He's getting his ass three home runs. He's getting his ass kicked. He gave up seven runs last night. You know what bet hit? The under five and a half Under hits? five and a half hits. Five hits, In by the way. three innings of work, Keegan Thompson allowed seven earned runs on five hits, which is decidedly under five and a half hits. So Aaron Oster, if you've been listening yesterday to Simply the Bets and heard Aaron Oster say bet under Five and a half hits on Keegan Thompson, you would have been, uh, however, whatever the number would have been, richer because of that decision. I can't believe it. I cannot <laughs> believe that bet hit. I am so flummoxed by the fact that that bet hit on a night where the dude gave up seven earned runs in three innings, but somehow hit the under on a hits allowed. I am gobsmacked 
by that being the case. Guess Fanduel knows what they're doing. They so does Aaron Oster. Aaron Oster knew. Yeah. Aaron Oster told you, and you could have been a winner if you had bet with Aaron. That's why you got to watch and listen to Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11:40 a.m. Brought to you by the Fanduel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Um, and if you miss it, you can find it wherever you know any of the Pressbox video locations. Again, Facebook.com/slash/PressboxSports, PressboxOnline.com/slash/video, or YouTube.com/slash/PressboxOnline. Tidbit and tubular to wrap it up. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Birdland families, this Father's Day, join the O's in celebrating Dad at the Yard as they take on the Tampa Bay Rays Sunday, June 19th at 1.35. Go above and beyond by treating Dad to a fun-filled day with the entire family. Make sure to get to the ballpark early because the first 10,000 fans ages 15 and over will receive an Orioles golf visor. Dad's Day done right this year with the O's. Don't wait until the last minute when planning Father's Day. Secure your tickets now at Orioles.com slash tickets. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambling help.org that first sip that first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash-fried pork belly with our popular Korean number no. 2 sauce, and take a bite out of the Crunch Burger topped with home-run sauce, white American cheese, and house-made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball-cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jack. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressbox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at Pressbox sports the toyota tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines you can choose the perfect toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new tacomas from your local toyota dealer today it's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants like me Right now, you're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, we wind down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Continue to get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter is how you do it. 
or facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio, at Glenn Clark Radio, facebook.com slash Top of the nines. Facebook.com slash plus. Oh, my God, I did it again. What is happening? Maybe we should change the name to Plus Box. Plus Box. Uh, Facebook.com slash Pressbox Radio. Actually, it's not even that. It's Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. I quit. I quit. I can't do this any longer. I don't know what's happened to me. I apparently suffered a stroke at some point, and I just did not realize it, and it's had lingering impacts on my ability to converse to be an orator of any sort oh it's a disaster how am i supposed to move on in my career if i can't say facebook.com slash pressbox sports i did nail top of the nines though i got that one top of the nines it's mine and you credit me whenever you steal it you jerks let's get a tidbit tidbit is brought to you by the fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel um Look, tonight, there's a lot of places where you can go to watch Game 3. You can sit at home and watch Game 3. You could pull up an app and watch it on your phone. You could go to any neighborhood sports bar. You could watch Game 3 there. But there's one place where you can go and use 61 self-service kiosks and bet on something like a 1,000 different prop bets that are available for Game 3 tonight. And that place is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. And they just so happen to have a 100-foot media wall. Delicious food. Delicious. I like the uh, Korean Bowl. Big fan of that whenever I'm down at Sports and Social. And Sports and Social. I don't know. I think you said it right. Now it's in my head. I know. I think it might be in my head now. God, I've got the – I got whatever Adley Rutschman's dealing with. (sighs) Sports and so- without all the talent. Yeah, you'd be lucky. Sports and social. <sighs> Highly recommended. It's very good. They've got um, reclining seats. They've got plenty of table space available. But if you want to reserve your spot, if you want to guarantee that you and your group will have your own spot for watching the games tonight, I would encourage you to email events at sportssocialmd.com. Reserve your spot for game three tonight or game four tomorrow. tomorrow, Friday night. It's Friday night. I don't know why I said tomorrow. Friday night in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Save me, Griffin. Save me, young Padawan. All right. Elston Hayes hit a monster home run last night, a 464-foot shot down the left field line over what should now probably be considered Austin Hayes' wall, I guess. I mean, he's... I mean, he's he's owning it. There's no doubt. He's owning it. Um, so I know sure everyone's thinking that's probably the longest home run at Camden Yards, right? Uh, surprisingly, or maybe unsurprisingly, it, his second yeah, decker mean, last night was not the longest home I, run was hit it, at Camden was Yards. It, are you going to ask me? I was going to see if you could name the who have hit the far, five furthest. I, in, I, I feel Camden like Yards. there was a Mark Reynolds upper decker. That there was, was a Mark Reynolds upper decker. It does not crack the top that five, though. That is surprising. It doesn't crack the top eight. That his, one's surprising, because I remember that one being... Yeah. That, that, was, one was that one was longer long. to me than that one last night. Yeah. Um, it, apparently, that one was only four, only 450. Did hit the second deck, though, back in August of 2011. Only 450. Yeah. So everything's got to be more than 450. Yep. What's Top eight are all 460 plus. I'm looking for the five. This doesn't, this doesn't count the home run derby back in 93. No, it, it does not. Would you like to know? Did you say two? there was a time frame, or did you say all time? All time. All Camden time. Yards. So since well, yeah, I mean, yeah, ninety two. 
Um, it's really the only data we have, too. So what about the the one that Manny Machado hit? What about that one? That one is number three. Number three, okay. June 2nd, 2017, Manny hit a 465-foot home run off of Rick Porcello. And that is number I'm three. I'm feeling like Juan Gonzalez hit a bomb. That was in the home run derby. Oh, it was in the home run yeah. derby. That was a 473-footer off of like the third deck facade. I think that was to win it, too. It was pretty dramatic. Oh, and obviously Griffey hit the yeah. uh, the warehouse. And that one was only 445 to the warehouse. Really? Yeah. That's what like the little plaque says, 445, and it's like still like eight feet up the wall. So does that mean none of the Utah Street home runs are on the list? No. Jesus. Because no. so those are... always look like... Yeah. <laughs> they always look so like these bombs. are all to left field. Mm-hmm. Or center field, I guess. Man, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Austin Hayes rounds out the top five. Austin Hayes rounds out the top. So five. Manny is three. All right, well, I guess Actually, how Manny's many, tied for third. How many of them third. are Orioles? Um, Manny and Hayes are the only two Orioles in the top five. Everybody else is a visiting player. Yes. Okay. Okay. One that held the record for the longest time was uh, was hit off of Mike Mussina. Off of my. I'm not Messina. sure if that's going to help at all. <laughs> I don't think it's going to hit. I don't think it's going to help even a l- remotely. Uh, you might have to start giving me some hints, man. I'm not really sure. That all right. I'm... Uh, so let's see. The top two were within the last uh, five years. Top two within the last five years. Yes. Uh, all right. Was it a Yankee? Uh, no, not a Yankee. Was it a? Uh, was he? No, not a Yankee. Was it a Red Sox? No. Was it a uh 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 a Ray? No. Was it a Blue Jay? There you go. It was a Blue Jay. Yes. Batista. No. Encarnacion. There you are. Edwin Encarnacion, 466 feet back in 2017. I don't, rem- I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. I mean, it, it, I mean I'm, you it know. topped Manny's in 2017 by okay. one foot. Okay. Uh, number so one, I think you're, you're gonna. it's going to be obvious when you get it. Number one's going to be obvious when I, I get it. I think so, yeah. It's going to be obvious when I get it. What, AL East player? No, not AL East. AL Central. Uh, currently AL Central. Back then, he was, was in the A. He was in the AL West back when he hit it. You sure it's not the other way around? Yes. Who are you thinking? No. He, oh, okay. You're saying a player that currently plays yeah, in, currently the plays Central, in the AL Central, but was playing in the AL West when he hit this. Right. Well, this. that's a different. I meant. I thought you meant like the team used to be in the AL. Oh West, yeah. But the, the well, I think now Houston you know the, I think was you know once the team. The yeah. Yeah. That. Well, I don't actually. No. Oh, There's a player that was in the AL West that's now in the AL Central. Well, you just said the team he was on. So. Oh, Houston. Well, that yeah. I had nothing to do with that. So he played for Houston. Now he played Michael Brantley? No. He's a lefty. Oh, no, he went the other yeah. way. He went Cleveland to Houston. Yeah. Um, oh, Correa. There you go. Correa. Yeah, 474 over the bullpens. Oh, I do maybe remember yeah, that. back in 2019. All right, maybe I do remember August that. August 2019. That All one right. was huge. And then tied for third, so another 465-foot shot. June seventeenth, nineteen ninety-eight, off of Mike Mussina, Daryl Strawberry. I don't really, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I mean, and that held the record for about. Was he a Yankee then? I guess. Yes, he was a Yankee okay. then. All right. All right. Very good. It's a good. Li- I just, I did. That was not for me. Clearly, Do you that know what the longest home run you ever saw in person was? No, not at all. I don't even. Byron, I, don't, I just, I just remember seeing like, holy crap, that was amazing. Yeah. Right? Like, well, I don't, Byron, I was at the game on May Cinco de Mayo uh-huh. this year. Byron Buxton hit a bomb. That was, I think, that's the longest okay. one. Okay. It was, it was only four fifty-two apparently. 
because his did not crack the list. I thought it was going to be on the list. And I was going to be like, oh, is that Kind of pathetic. I don't even know why know, you're bothering yeah. to remember it, frankly. Let's find out what's coming up totally tubular-wise tonight. Um, the Orioles will wrap up this short series with the Cubs. Just a two-game little jaunt this week between the teams. They get back together for two games in Chicago. It's very weird how they do these things. It doesn't make any sense. Masson 2 again. So if you're pulling up your Masson app, don't pull up Masson. You'll have to wait a long time. Pull up Masson 2. Marcus Stroman, Jordan Lyles at 7 o'clock. Masson's got Nationals, Marlins at 640. MLB Network, Tigers, Pirates at 1230. Mets, Padres at 930. FS1, UEFA Nations League this afternoon. Belgium and Poland at 245. Then Yankees, Twins tonight at 730. YouTube this afternoon for Blue Jays, Royals at 2. NBA Finals, Game 3 tonight on ABC between the Warriors and Celtics, 9. ESPN for Game 1 of the Women's College World Series Final, Texas and Oklahoma at 8.30. The Washington Spirit take on the Chicago Red Stars at 8 on Twitch. CBS Sports Network for the Chicago Sky and Washington Mystics at 8. It's also on NBC Sports Washington. And the Portland Thorns and San Diego Wave. I know we throw out all the records when those teams get together at 10 o'clock. And then TBS tonight for AEW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, Master Master Chef at 8 o'clock on Fox. And this is the uh, back-to-win season with the former losers coming back. Sure. It is. I'm telling you that. This is exactly – it's called back-to-win. We watched the first episode. It's um, – a few folks that I remember, they they brought back some folks from MasterChef Junior that are now adults, which is that's you know, kind of blows yeah. your mind. Yeah, uh, the Flash on the CW, HBO has uh, the Jane's documentary premiere. Um, but big thing, Disney Plus, Obi Wan Kenobi. Ah, yes, Episode Four. Not for me, but for somebody. For for, for sure, I, I'm definitely for, for me. For you, okay, that's fine. Um, Miss Marvel, and that's now or that's overnight. That's now. Now. It's now. Yeah, okay. It was All three a.m. Right. this morning. All right, All right got yeah. it. Uh, Miss Marvel series premiere on uh, also on Disney Plus. Is that like what is Miss Marvel? I also don't really know. She's uh she's she's a Muslim Pakistani American immigrant. Family, but is it and like she's a like a real... Captain Marvel? I mean, I guess she. I don't know what her powers. Is it are like be. a real superhero show? or Is it like a kids thing? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's probably gonna be. More I mean, like towards kids. I think it's I, in the I, MCU. I'm pretty sure it takes I, place in the I MCU. I thought this was a kids thing though. I thought I saw something about it recently. The character is a 16 year old girl. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, know. yeah. I if 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 this wasn't my responsibility, I don't think I would know about this show coming out. I, but I'm just saying, if like uh, th- those of us that watch everything in the Marvel universe, right? I know they put like, out so do, much stuff. Do we like, need to watch this? For I don't know. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't watched Moon Knight yet. I watched Moon Knight. I'm still not sure. I, yeah, Moon I Knight was the type. Of I show. watched Did, Doctor Strange without seeing Moon Knight. M- Moon Knight was a real problem for me because I can't watch things with undivided attention any longer. Like I can watch things in the background. Except for Obi Wan, because you got to give that all your right. I'm not going to be watching that. Um, and it's not the type of show that you can watch with split attention. You have to give it your. I think I like Moon Knight, but I'm not really sure if I like Moon Knight or Oscar not. Oscar Isaac, great there actor. Is, he's an incredible actor. But there is just so much happening with the split personalities and, like, is it split personalities or are there multiple, like, is is it some sort of magic? That, like, I can't figure it out. And it's so much effort to stay with it that ultimately I just said, I'm not going to, I'm just going to leave it on. I will, I will take from it what I can take from it. But I am not going to be able to tell you whether or not I actually like Moon Knight. I can't. I can't kinda, answer that question. Kind of makes me want to watch it because now I feel like I could definitely lot, take something away. There's from a lot it. happening. There is a lot happening okay. there, man. Like it might be a great show. I just genuinely don't know. Final thing: uh, Netflix, the Hustle uh, film with Adam Sandler, and he's oh, like no. the seventy six. Is that out today? That is out today. That's nah, a big no. That's a big no from your boy. Uh, I, I don't. Who knows? Uh, I, other I, another 
Adam Sandler basketball uncut gems. I thought that uncut was gems famous. was a good movie. Yeah. It was very. Well, who knows what the? I it mean, was very know. much not an Adam Sandler movie. If this is in any way an Adam Sandler movie, Adam, I'm, Adam Sandler's shown his range. I'm with out. Gems. I'm at, the one time, <laughs> and it required him working with the Safi brothers. Like it, he could not do it when he gets control of something. He's going to f it up. He's just going to make a stupid movie. I don't know, I'm a big fan of Grown Ups. Grown Ups is pretty. Oh God. Grown Ups too. Why do you, you know people can hear this, right? I like Grown Ups like too. You understand that? People can hear you say these things. It's not. I know it's just you and I in the room. Like I understand that, but people do watch and listen every now and then. At least somebody. Well, I want them to know. Oh God! Don't be proud of this. Don't. Right. Oh God. Right. Well, I said it now. So <sighs> sticking to it. Thanks today. Joey Ortiz. Thanks also to Isaiah Likely and to Drew Forrester. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the archives. Just keep keep working on it. If if it doesn't get better within a week, we're bailing. All right. We're trying something else. All right. All right. Keep it's gotta be more defined. It's gotta be be more pronounced. You've got to get the chives part out of it. Like Okay. Like the chives. I don't have a problem with the sneeze. The sneeze I'm I'm good with, but it's gotta be a real defined like that type oh, of thing. Okay. Like there's got to be a pronunciation to it. Like I don't know that people realize what you're doing when they just hear right, you do that. Right. Okay. I can see you, but I think the person that just hears it would have no clue what it is that you're trying to do. So we just got to work on that. All right. Okay. Promise me that. I promise. Tab at Uh Tomorrow, stuff and things. I don't. I mean, I have no. Do we have anything booked? I don't think we have anything booked for tomorrow. I don't think so. Do we? Uh. uh no. No, I don't think so. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Thanks, everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Charm City Match, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin, at Griffin underscore Bass on Twitter. Thanks to Ryan at RexVexRyan. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.